Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For the last 24 years, Lamar Johnson has been in prison for murder. Yet the very same prosecutors who put him there now say he didn't do the crime. They're seeking a new trial, a maneuver that would allow them to possibly throw the case out against him entirely. And that means he'd be free. But the prosecutors at the St. Louis City Circuit Attorney's Office trying to make that happen have run into roadblocks. When we last featured Johnson's case on St. Louis on the Air, a judge had just denied their request for that new trial. She said their motion was quote, 24 years too late. Now, at that time, we talked to Jenny Schrappen and Mike Jarvis. They'd become pen pals with Lamar Johnson years ago through a church group. They were delighted to see him get a chance to prove his innocence. And Mike told us about Lamar's state of mind. Lamar actually called us last night. My wife, Helen, and I are the ones that visit with Jenny. And um, he started off with saying, you know, I said, how you doing? He said, I'm just kind of in a funk. And I said, I understand. I mean, you know, all the information now is out there, which is all he ever really wanted was to just get the truth out there. And he would be willing to be decided on, defined by the truth, more than willing. And and uh, we had some conversation and talked a little bit about his faith, which I think is really the thing that is, is holding him together right now. I mean, he's, he's realizing that, you know, it's a system Corrupt though it may be, uh, disjointed though it may be, it's still the system in place. And that was Mike Jarvis on our show in August talking about Lamar Johnson. Yesterday, there was another development in Johnson's case. And here to tell us all about it is St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lipman. Rachel, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Sarah. It's always fun to be on. So, Rachel, you were at a court hearing yesterday for Lamar Johnson's case. Uh, where were you and what was at issue? This is in the Eastern District of Missouri, the Court of Appeals. It's at the old post office downtown, big dramatic space, actually really hard to hear. The judges hate being in there because it's super hard to hear, big cavernous ceilings. Bad acoustics. And bad acoustics, exactly. This is the appeal of that ruling that you guys talked about in August. This was Judge Elizabeth Hogan saying this motion was filed too late, well out of time. The circuit attorney doesn't have the authority to do so. Circuit attorney Kim Gardner appealed that ruling, and yesterday's arguments were of that case, that appeal. So the circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, is there saying, this guy needs a new trial. Who's there on the other side trying to say, no, 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 this guy doesn't need a new trial? So the question isn't whether this guy needs a new trial or doesn't need a new trial. The attorney general is arguing on the opposite side here. This is a case where the defense attorney and the prosecution both agree that Lamar Johnson is probably innocent, factually innocent, did not do this crime. In most criminal cases, if you watch any kind of law and order. It is state versus whomever. Prosecution is known as the state. But because in this case, the state and the defense attorneys are on the same side of the issue, that same judge, Elizabeth Hogan, ruled the attorney general needed to sort of come in and represent the different side. The attorney general is not making any sort of objection or argument about Johnson's guilt or innocence. Their arguments focus on procedurally, does Gardner have the authority to file this motion so out of time? And what they're saying is, no, a motion for a new trial has to happen within 10 days of sentencing being handed down, and that would have been back in 1995. So again, the, they're making this argument 24 years too late. Exactly. Now, after the hearing, you talked to Tony Rothert of the ACLU of Missouri, and here's how he described what's at stake here. Part of what makes our society work and what makes America great is that uh, we evolve and we understand that we make mistakes. Uh, and there have been a 
uh, technology <laughs> reveals mistakes in the criminal justice system. Confessions from other people reveal mistakes. Uh, evidence that's suppressed or, or held back legally or legally causes mistakes in the criminal justice system. So the question is, uh, what can the state or the government do when it discovers that there has been a, a mistake and someone innocent is in prison? Um, according to the Attorney General's office, there's nothing uh, the government can do. Uh, that's all on a, a defendant who is uh, locked away in prison, uh, who has uh, no attorney necessarily, who uh, has no education, no resources. They're supposed to figure out uh, how to undo a wrongful conviction. Uh, that is not what the Constitution requires. That's not what other states do, and that shouldn't be the case in Missouri either. So that's Tony Rothard of the ACLU. He's saying that the state's position on this is that Lamar Johnson has to get himself out. Kim Gardner can't do anything. That is what the attorney general is arguing, is that there is no mechanism for her to act, that a motion for a new trial has to come from a defendant, and it has to come from the defendant within that time frame that we talked about. The argument that the circuit attorney's office is advancing is the, the rule that keeps getting mentioned all this time. It's 2911 for those of you who like to nerd out and look this stuff up. They're saying it is uh, specifically talks about the defendant. And therefore, because it is silent on the circuit attorney, it doesn't necessarily apply to her. That if they wanted it to apply to a circuit attorney or a prosecutor in general, they would have specifically mentioned that. Uh, the, the prosecutors are set within this time limit. And what the attorney general is advancing is the defend because the defendant is specifically mentioned as the individual who can file this motion, nobody else can file a motion. So it's sort of parsing, absence of language, presence of language, you know, things that legal scholars do like to nerd out about. We're talking to Rachel Lippman of St. Louis Public Radio, and you're listening to St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Um, Rachel, have prosecutors in other jurisdictions weighed in on what they think should happen here? I haven't heard of any say, you know, we need a clear mechanism here. There have been cases in juvenile life without parole sentences where judges have agreed to say, yes, we will hold a new sentencing hearing for these individuals. But there hasn't been, as far as I know, a case where a prosecutor has said we want a new trial. The motion has been granted. There may have been some. I'm not keeping track of what is going on in all 150. 15 different, or I don't think it's 115 different circuits, but all the different circuits across Missouri. The argument that the circuit attorney's office is making, the ACLU, other advocacy groups are making is, look, we just need a mechanism. Somebody needs to act to give us a mechanism for what happens when a prosecutor discovers that there are problems with the conviction and the time to appeal has elapsed. That's key also in Lamar Johnson's case is that any of his appeals that you can do of his conviction have all been unsuccessful at both state and federal levels. So there's not, that mechanism is not available to him. Now, Lamar Johnson's current attorney, that's Trisha Bushnell of the Midwest Innocence Project, she told us that she rejects the idea that Lamar has exhausted all his appeals. Um, let's listen to what she said about that in St. Louis on the Air in August. I don't think it would be simple enough to say that Mr. Johnson yeah, exhausted his appeal. Certainly, he applied uh, for appeals over and over and over again, but he never had an evidentiary hearing on those appeals. The court never took the time to give him process to hear the evidence of the innocence that he was trying to present. So to simply say it's too late, he's never had the process at all. 
That's Trisha Bushnell of the Midwest Innocence Project. Rachel, is there some irony in the fact that Lamar Johnson has finally got this court hearing with all these really good lawyers in the room, but once again, it's not about the facts of his case. Here we are again talking about legal process and not the question of whether he actually did it. I mean, that's just kind of the legal system sometimes summed up in a nutshell is that a lot of the times the argument isn't over the facts of the case because on appeal, you can't appeal the facts. It's all about was procedure done right. It's about the mechanism. The facts are decided by the the trial jury and everything else is legal appeals. So and and what's interesting is that this is also one of those, you know, they, they want a hearing on the issue of whether or not they have the ability to file a motion for a new trial. It's, again, one of those convoluted things that law nerds like to nerd out about. But Judge Hogan dismissed the motion for a new trial in August without even hearing evidence on the issue. So they're saying, at the very least, give us a hearing on it. Don't just reject it outright. What the attorney general's office is arguing is that was the only thing that she had the authority to do as a circuit court judge, because the authority of the circuit court to do anything elapses when sentences handed down, which was 1995, which they say was 24 years ago, which I mean, mathematically it is. But so the appeals court, this is now in their hands. Do you have any sense of what kind of timeline we're on here? No, it, they could they could decide it's a very narrow matter and do it super easily or they could wrestle with broader questions here. And you didn't get a sense really from arguments yesterday. There was they weren't pounding on one side or the other. Um, one judge particularly asked both sides about how uh, state law and court rules interact. But you did not get a super clear sense of where they stood on the arguments, which means they may have read the briefs and already have an idea of where they're going. But it's, it's, you know, you can read tea leaves, but there's no crystal ball. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as this case continues. St. Louis Public Radio reporter Rachel Lippman, thank you for joining us today. Pleasure as always, Sarah. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.